You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. Boy, I remember in the um, anniversaries or uh, as the day passed years after uh, 9-11, especially the first uh, anniversary or such, and then second and then fifth. And, you know, people were a little anxious, a little uh, concerned. And now here we are yesterday, 21st anniversary of 9-11. Uh, are we still in the same place? Let's bring in Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science, uh, Carleton University, with us now. Elliot, thank you for your time. I hope you're well. Uh, thank you. Same to you, Scott. After uh, 21 years, have we uh, forgot the impact that this has had, or is it still something that's there? Uh, well, it's definitely something that's still there. I think one of the big questions underlying what you're asking there is, why wasn't there more of a big deal made out of the 21st? Perhaps the 20th anniversary was more uh, more widely noted. I think it's probably a combination of things. Uh, first of all, we've had a lot of success in terms of combating that type of extremism, that kind of terror. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, it was also a bit of a tainted response. So one reason I think we are dealing with why isn't there more being made out of this? This We should remind ourselves, uh, perhaps just go online and take a look at some of the images from that day and yeah. look at the figures, how many were killed and so forth. But there's been a lot of success uh, in combating international terrorism, uh, especially Al-Qaeda, the planner. Uh, keep in mind it was only, what, uh, August 2nd, just a, a month ago yeah. or so, yeah. when a drone killed one of the key planners, plotters, uh, Ayman al-Zawari, was killed uh, by a drone attack inside where? Afghanistan. Uh, But that means that he's not the only leading figure. His predecessor was killed. Uh, We had ISIS looming as a giant concern, and now it's gone, reduced in any event. It's not top of the mind anymore due to the success in dealing with international terrorism that can strike the homeland expand on how the discussion changed amongst allies after this because you know nobody could ever imagine this could possibly happen and you know i remember that discussion happening after uh the event um how did it change the politics how did it change how the allies react and 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 focus on what a problem this was the phrase at the time is that the world would had changed yeah what wasn't as clear at the time was well certainly the u.s has changed had the world changed along with it the global war on terror GWAT, at the time clearly was an international uh, uh, phenomenon the it felt like not just the u.s and certainly canada felt this most trustingly as a neighbor you know come from away come from away and we can talk about mm-hmm. gander and so forth but yes, there was a global war on terror. It mobilized international coalition. The uh, attack on the Taliban, which uh, followed, it successfully dislodged them from power. It didn't complete the job, as it turns out. But uh, quite clearly, the U.S. changed the alliance globally, the focus of world, uh, the coalition, certainly of Western powers, those countries that shared America's values, that would be our values as well. That was a, a, a real success story. Unfortunately, in doing so, uh, the mobilization inside Afghanistan was of some of the most retrograde elements in Afghanistan. 
and the uh, collapse of Afghanistan internally the, afterwards uh, has followed. But also, one of the things I think that has followed after that initial success was there's kind of a taint on the global war on terror. Guantanamo, after all, is still in existence. There are people arrested 21 years ago who still have not been charged. Mm. There was Abu Ghraib, there was rendition. There was, a, there was a dark side to the global war on terror that I think has tainted some of the uh, success story of the day. Uh, we remember it wasn't that long ago when uh, troops were pulling out of Afghanistan. Uh, is that threat still there? We know it's still there because <laughs> the Taliban were sheltering Al-Qaeda yeah. after pledging, oh, no, we will never do that again. Uh, so you can trust us. So you can leave. All we wanted was you guys should get out of our country. Uh, once you're gone, uh, we're going to look after our, our country. We will behave. We will work with the opposition. We are, they becoming as, are they becoming as organized, Elliot, where they could possibly do something like this again? Well, the point of the of why we aren't paying more attention to it right now is the success in seeing to it that that has not been the case. Uh, there is concern. Mm. I mean, one other one other factor in all this is while the apparent threat for international terrorism and attacking the North American homeland seems to have receded, there's also simultaneously been a risk of domestic extremism, and that has replaced the focus. Mm. So a lot of a lot of the focus now is after January sixth in particular is the rise of domestic homegrown extremism. I'm am concerned, and you've raised it very well, Scott, that we may be taking our eye off the ball. That the possibility is that there will be a regrouping. Certainly, ISIS is regrouping. Uh, we cannot forget that 9/11 did happen, and remember the slogan, the solemn ceremonies with with family members reading out names of those almost 3,000 people killed, including 24 Canadians, is never forget. Uh, perhaps we had better be reminded of that on this, this anniversary, uh, the 21st anniversary of 9-11. Well said, Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science, Carleton University, yesterday, 21st anniversary of 9-11. Elliot, as always, thanks so much for the time. Be well. And thank you. Same to you, Scott. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.